Relationships, Day 8. If you're looking for a bit more than just another post, I encourage you to skim over the other parts of the Bible study page, beginning with the pour out, and then returning after you finish listening to complete the transition. For now, I'll pick up here with the beams or the background. The book of Romans is filled with words of advice from Paul to the church in Rome. He wrote to strengthen their clear understanding of Jesus and his work, which reconciles us all to himself and, as we'll soon see, to one another as well. The verse, Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. The steam. What does this mean to me and how can I apply it to my life today? I was listening to a podcast one day, and they said something that really struck with me. They said something along the lines of, A wise person seeks to have multiple marriages and relationships over the course of their lifetime, but with the same person. Think about it. If you are still the exact same person you were in middle school, then we've got some major problems. Because the thing is, it's not really even possible to remain the same person over the course of the decades that we live here on earth. And that's because life is going to happen to and around us. We're going to have experiences, both good and bad, that will change, shape, and mold who we are and how we function in our relationships. So to make it possible for any relationships to survive and remain healthy, We've got to accept the fact that our relationships must change alongside us. Now, before I move on, I want you to know that every person, relationship, and scenario is different. There is no one-size-fits-all model for marriage. Sadly, divorce is sometimes inevitable, and I do not judge anyone for their choices. However, one issue I do have with our culture today is this whole I'm in it for me mentality. While this ideology is great for overworked people, reminding them to be sure and take care of themselves so they can continue to pour out, clearly the Phil is a huge proponent of this idea, this ideology can become very tricky in relationships if you're not careful. It tells us that if we're not happy or fully satisfied, just get out. Get divorced because you deserve to be happy. Friends, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, but none of us deserve to be happy. Happiness is not a birthright or a given. Happiness is an attitude. It's a choice. And unfortunately, while happiness is not a given, hard times in life actually are. Jesus told us, in this world, you will know trouble because he knew that none of us were going to make it through this life unharmed. We will without a doubt be hurt, both physically and emotionally, and go through trials of all shapes and sizes. Those trials, they're going to shape us and change us. They're going to have an effect on our mindsets, our opinions, and how we view the world. That's why it's imperative to remain connected to God so that he can help us through it all and deliver us through stronger and better than ever before. 
And it is then that we bring this new, better version of ourselves to our relationships, making them transformed, renewed, and invigorated too. I encourage you to stop and reflect for a second. What have you and your partner experienced together over the course of your relationship? I'd imagine you've experienced birth and death, good times and bad. Now think about how you've changed as a result of those experiences. How has your partner changed? Are you extending enough grace to one another during the hard times? And are you adjusting your relationship a bit, giving yourselves the permission and the space to grow and change? It's never too late to have a conversation and begin working on your next relationship with your person.